good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another the F home episode of the podcast. Other the host is here. Podcast and Ted Smith. Uh, yeah, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. We're slowly getting back to it. All right, back in the upper left corner today on Zoom is Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Let's go, boys. I'm down in Austin. I'm feeling the. I'm just. I don't know. It's going to be a big year, I think. We had snow down here, and uh, yeah, you both look great. Back to basics. I'm ready. All right. Uh, on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up, making sure we don't curse too much. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. I have no control over how much you guys swear, but I will bleep them all. Like, my job depended on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cobb, you already mentioned it, but I do find it interesting. Last week, we kind of left off, and you, got, you boys were bragging about living the sun and the warm life, and then I saw it snowed in freaking Austin. Yeah, dude, it, it shocked the world. I mean, all I can really say is, you know, a couple of years ago when I was here, it snowed for a minute, but we're a long ways from the ocean, and the temperatures can change rapidly. So on, I don't even know what day today is. I don't know, three days ago, I was sitting poolside on the roof in my swim trunks two days ago. It was snowing for seven hours in the middle of the day. Wow. It's wild weather down here in Texas. It's all Texas size, man. That's crazy. How warm was it when you were sitting by the pool? Uh, it wasn't that warm, but I mean, the sun on you, it was probably like 65, 68, but because I've been in Seattle, it felt pretty good, you know? Yeah. 65 sounds like a heat wave right now. Yeah, <laughs> dude. God. Yeah, man. Speaking of, did you see that freaking uh, like the the ocean river or whatever that's headed for Seattle? Do you see those yeah. reports? Dude, I read it's- something today that said, and it's only as we tape this, it's January 12th. I read an article today that said uh, like it's already the wettest January since like, I want to say like early 1900s. Whoa, dude, I, I, I believe that that thing, the thing I was watching on the Doppler radar, they were talking about was a 200 mile wide, 2000 mile long aerial river heading for Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, for somebody that does not like the rain and the dreariness, like you, you were right to leave. Like I, like I, I think I said it last week. Like I, I usually don't care. I kind of like the rain, but even I'm like, come on, dude. Like this is, cause it's not even like our normal Seattle, just kind of like, you know, there's Seattle rain. It's not quite a mist, but it's not like a downpour. Like it is once again, like downpouring outside. Jesus. Wow. God. And then Matt, so I'm taking snow. You're taking rain and Matt's just cruising in the palm trees down in Palm Springs. You guys have yeah, had like dude. 80 degrees, right? Yeah. It's been like mid seventies to flirting with 80 a couple times and uh, blue skies. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I didn't know about all that stuff. I knew it was like people in Seattle, like it's raining. And I was like, sounds about right. I didn't realize it was that intense up there. Dude. I I wish people listening could see your face because seriously, look at, okay. So we're on zoom and we can all see each other. Ted is like ghostly white and he's in a room. It looks like like a CIA black site. I'm like darkened in the screen and just sort of like 
looked like a French character in recovery. And then Matt looks like an effing model in like a photo shoot. Like the, the walls are vibrating, his smile, like his teeth are whiter than ours. Like, dude, Ted, tell me I'm wrong. Look at him right now. No, you're not. And he's got like a tan. God damn. It's yeah, hot. he's wearing like a designer, like V-neck. Ted's like cooped up in a hoodie. I'm in like just a standard black tee. God, right. you know, I'm not going to argue some, I'm not going to argue your larger point, but on a semantics level, you know, this shirt was $5. I was telling Dude, you the hair, the muscles, it looks like an infomercial <laughs> again, dude, seriously. Dude, I mean, Cobb, this is, it's been so dreary up here. I was like, I might just go tanning for five minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God damn it, Ted. Right, like last week for that Seahawks game, right? Like it didn't rain on Saturday. It was just like foggy and then overcast. But then like the sun burst out and then like in the afternoon and we were we were grilling up some food and it was just like, like you wanted to watch the game, but it was also like hard not to just walk outside and just be like, I'm just going to stand in the sun. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like a religious experience. <laughs> God, yeah, man. And then next week it's gonna get cold again, and we might get lowland snow. Right. I mean, Ted, you're durable. I don't know if you and I were built for snow. <laughs> Trust me, you can hear it in my voice as it gets more high pitched. I'm just like, damn, Mother Nature. Woo. Woo. Dude, well, at least we got out of 2020, boys. Like we made it out alive. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. But we kind of stumbled out of the blocks on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we Dude, been- no one said the basics are easy, man. Just fundamentals. <laughs> right. We got to get out of the blocks first. We can't jump a hurdle till we get out of the blocks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you're, if you're referencing us having trouble uploading the podcast last week or me getting snowed on down here or the wild politics, but yeah, we're, we're stumbling. Yeah. Sure. If you think I'm referencing it, I probably am. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Trust your instincts. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. So I was, I was saying you guys earlier, right? So the, the snow in Austin, right, is very out of place. Right. doesn't happen a ton. But I started thinking today about like, like when the pandemic started, I think I talked about this on the cast. Like I started going on these long walks up, up around Capitol Hill and stuff. And one morning there was ducks on Broadway. Now I know there's ducks in the area, but it was just odd to see them hanging out right there on Broadway. So that's like something that kind of struck me as out of place. So I was kind of wondering like, you guys have any, like, I don't know, you've been in a concert and seen somebody that doesn't belong there. Like, what other kind of weird things that you notice were like just out of place? Dude, that is kind of the ducks on Broadway does kind of feel like one of those glitch in the matrix moments where you're like, wait a second, like the simulation's falling apart around me. Like, why are there ducks in the middle of, I mean, I get like the whole posse's on Broadway thing, but ducks in the middle of one of Seattle's busiest streets. That is bizarre. Right. There was just no people. And you're so used to seeing so many people up there. It was just like, that doesn't belong here. Mm-hmm. The girl in the red dress, man. I'm totally with you. Um, well, shit. I mean, I, I, I hear the question you asked, but if people want to go down that rabbit hole on the subreddit for so reddit.com slash r slash glitch in the matrix, really good. Really, really good. It's like people who are wearing the same stuff and whatever. I don't know. Dude, what's out of place? 
I don't know, Matt. What, what do you got? Man, I mean, I'm just thinking about myself here at the country club. Anytime I go over there, I just I mean, you guys know me. I'm kind of just a, a normal dude. And this is like very proper. And I'm just constantly like, am I breaking etiquette here? Because there's like general golf on the course etiquette. But like being around the clubhouse and the practice facilities and stuff, you know, like I can be loud without realizing it. And um, I swear without realizing it at the driving range. And if I have music in, then I can just be swearing loudly without realizing it. Like, well, there's a bunch of like 70 year old ladies, you know, working on the putting green. I'm just like, Phew. so I've been feeling out of place a lot right now. Oh, you got 70 year old ladies. Yeah, go ahead. I was to say, you got that fancy white hat now you fit in. Yeah. I mean, it helped. I think I look the part now. Uh, like, <laughs> I look like a desert person, but the behavior of like Seattle rock and roll, you know, good times guy, like doesn't translate to like stuffy rich people, country club environment, super seamlessly. Dude, if a couple of old ladies want to sit on the porch, drinking stingers and work on their short game, man, why should that bring you down? You know, right. I'm all about them. And I just hope my swearing doesn't bring them down. Yeah, that's fair. Dude, Ted, the weird thing I've seen, this is going to feel very like inside baseball to people, but our theme is back to basics. And I swear to God, I haven't taken photos of them because I thought that'd be dumb, but in print, I've seen the words back to basics three times now this year. Once in a book I was reading once in like a newspaper horoscope. I can't remember what the third one was. I think it was a billboard. Wasn't that, isn't that one of those things? Like once you, once you start thinking about something like you've probably seen it a hundred times, you just never noticed it. Mm -hmm. Dude. Okay. Yes. And that's what I think. That's how I think that whole, like, remember that, that book slash movie thing, the secret. I feel like that's how that works where you like you're, you buy like a red Toyota and then you see red Toyota Camrys everywhere, but I don't know. Or like your ex drove like a, a white Corolla and you start like seeing those everywhere. Like, Oh, is that her? I, I don't know, man, but that's one of those weird things, but I'm just like, okay, like how do I just, see a million dollars into my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like years ago, I have a buddy that's from Peru, right? Mm -hmm. So like I met him, I didn't know anything about the country of Peru or anything. And then I remember like sitting at the airport and I bought an apple and it was like from Peru. And I was like, that's weird. And then like my buddy Ern, I met up with him and he's like, I got this place to go to. And I was like, Oh yeah. What is it? He's like, it's Sardi's. I was like, Sardi's. I've never even heard of that restaurant. He's like, it's Peruvian chicken. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with me in Peru? Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. And I, I don't know if it was there the whole time or if because you're thinking Peru, you're like bringing it into your life or what, but it is really interesting. I'd love to see like a full, like done study of that. Yeah. Yeah, that is super interesting. And it happens all the time. Well, it's even worse now with uh, the social media companies, like listening to your phone microphone and then serving you ads because then you'll talk about oh, yeah. something obscure like cocoa puffs or grilled cheese and like boom you get served an ad for it so then it is like self-fulfilling you know yeah then you're gonna get an ad from a local restaurant that's like guess what this sunday for brunch we're combining cocoa puffs with a grilled cheese <laughs> so <laughs> Cobb, do you know how companies set that up like, yeah. do they do they say, hey, if somebody says this on their thing, 
give them to me or is Facebook like, what are you looking for? And then Facebook takes their creepy technology um, and is like, we've got it from here and just gives like laser accurate uh, leads. It, it depends on the company. And I'll say that I may lose some of the nuance, but I can describe for you the basic idea and people can, you know, people can email and correct me. But so depending on the company, a couple of different companies do it different ways. But the main idea is that um, if your microphone is on, uh, they can ingest that data and then they run what's called NLP over it, natural language processing, and they'll find keywords within it, uh, similar to like how a Google search would find keywords on a website, kind of. But they're basically like, hey, he said um, ShopVac six times, you know? Um, and then when ShopVac goes to Facebook and they're like, hey, we want to run ads for ShopVacs, and one of the categories we want is people who are interested in vacuums. And it's like, or like, you know, if someone's selling a Kirby, they're like, we want people who are interested in vacuums. Like, oh, well, this dude said shop vac six times, now seven. So then that would be maybe in their target demographic. I would say it's a little more aggressive with retargeting ads and uh, Amazon ads than it would be with Facebook, like on the Facebook platform. But that Facebook pixel follows you across websites. So a lot of those ads that you're seeing, Facebook got to the website before you, bought all the ad space and then resold it for $5 an ad because it's going to be about somebody that they know something about rather than just a general ad to anybody. So there's an arbitrage there that happens, but that's the basic idea. Okay. Wow. I was Why, just are you think- trying to target people for fitness? Yeah, I was thinking it'd be fun <laughs> as f- to be like, hey, your phone heard you say that you were thinking about losing some weight and I got, I'm one of those targeted ads now. What's up? I'm Matt. Like, we I'm got Matt this. Coke. Let's get yeah. in shape. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to just acknowledge the creepy technology that I'm using the creepy technology to get a hold of people and like be out front of about it and then, you know, be like, sign up for the new nutrition made fun course, you know, like. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know how that works, but it's definitely very interesting. I know you have more experience with it probably than I do. So <laughs> thank you. I, you know, I don't really run a lot of ads, but I feel like watching Ted make ads would be hilarious, like making little like short like TV spots and stuff. I mean, we have some on our website because I do them for like peanut butter, whiskey and a few other things. I think the craziest I, thing is I, I just film them. And then when I see them, when they're done, I'm like, yo, that looks awesome. <laughs> That's the dude. I want you in creative control when it's like, all right, Ted, how do we sell people like a bunch of like chicken and waffles? And you're like, all right, I got this. Yeah. You want me in control of what I'm going to say? <laughs> like, yeah, I trust Kanad putting together and making the videos look cooler. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I don't trust you for any sort of video editing whatsoever. Right. Mine would just be like, toss me an ego. I'll catch it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good uh all right the only other thing i was gonna say about uh seeing people out of place was gonna say like i have definitely oh i'd say burning man's one where i felt out of place the first couple times like the first couple days it always takes i'm just like man these people are much cooler stranger than i am i'm not strange enough you know you're sort of a fringe character ted smith and a very special guy and i think more so than the look or the aesthetic. I think that's what throws you is the look and the aesthetic. But if you think about what's on the inside, like uh, uh, I would say a lot of those people don't live up to you in terms of, you know, authenticity, personality, et cetera. So I would actually say you're probably in the mind.
minority oh. on, the, on the upside, but that's a different, di- different topic for a, a different private phone call. <laughs> yeah. And by the end of the week, I, I zoned it in pretty, pretty good. Well, well, so Burning Man was making me think about too, like I have definitely been at a bar before a sporting event where two people you can tell just walked in off the street and have no interest in sports and are just like, what the F is everybody doing Who are here? these animals? Yeah, right? Weirdly, I'm almost always that guy. <laughs> I'm always like, there's, I drove past a Seahawks bar, like, was that yesterday or two days ago? And I was like, wow, there's a lot of Seahawks fan there. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a game. Like, there is. Like, they're playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right, we'll take a break there. We'll be back in a sec. All right, so when we first started this podcast, we would often talk about the arms race that is uh, marijuana and cannabis stuff going on, right? So it started out, people would smoke weed, then there's vape pens, then there's all these crazy edibles and this and that. So I saw a new one today. This one is a smart cannabis vape. So it's got an app on your phone and the phone vibrates when it thinks you've inhaled enough to give you the ideal high. Wow. Ideal high. <laughs> I, I mean, I just read it today and kind of scanned over it. Those are just the highlights. And I was like, wow. Like, I don't know. I could fathom it vibrating to be like, you've smoked too much, but it's like, no, it's supposed to work with you. And it knows enough to give you the ideal high. And I'm like, it doesn't know how stoned I want to get. Right. There's yeah. variable levels of the ideal high. It, ch- it means something completely different at noon than eight at night. Yeah. There's so many factors. I mean, (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't even know how to swallow that. What are your thoughts, Ted? I mean, I feel like this is a good one. Science is helping us out. (laughs) Technology can help, you know, you wear a smartwatch. Why not have your phone tell you when you've gotten high enough? All right, Ted, that's enough. It's like a bartender just cutting you off. Easy, fella. Easy. <laughs> the show's here. You've got a gym entry in your calendar three hours from now. We're going to have you back it off a little bit. <laughs> Dog, you are camping on that blunt. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I'll that would be the Everyone knows. Yeah, right? When you get back to, like, normal life, that would be funny, too, if it told somebody, like, right, seriously, like, you're taking way too long. Like, either tell the story or pass the joke. <laughs> Well, dude, dude, and here's the thing too. So, you know, like technology, I mean, it like someone, a person had to write the like little algorithm for that, right? It's like, okay, you know, after this person has breathed in for 10 seconds, tell them they're too high. And the thing is like, there's a windage factor on that person too. Cause like the short version of this story is I was in Palm Springs um, with a female friend of mine and she went to the weed store and they were like, oh yeah, like this stoner dude who's working there obviously like has this jean shirt on so he looked like official i guess in her mind he's like oh yeah i eat one two three of these edibles so you should be fine so she eats a whole one and is stuck on the tea box outside my parents house on a towel in her bikini cannot move cannot move and i was like how much did you eat she's like oh i just had one and i was like you just had one one what and i go look at it 10 milligrams she's been high like twice in her life and i was like 
why why did you take a whole one she was like well the guy at the weed store you know he was like a professional he said like have one or two or three he does it all the time and i was like dude that's just some stoner kid 17 year old kid from like down the block like, he has no <laughs> official pedigree or he doesn't have a phd in weed dude it's just some guy who smokes a lot of weed you know so that's the thing any that programmer is gonna have a what i was just like he didn't ask her any questions <laughs> yeah dude exactly that's what i'm saying so like whoever this programmer is like you know they're just sitting in a basement somewhere smoking smoking the devil's lettuce he's gonna be like oh yeah people definitely need like you know at least 25 seconds on this thing and just like i i don't know man i don't trust owners anymore for my weed advice yeah I, well i mean look i've been on both sides of this right like, I have- <laughs> yeah i bet you have I have definitely given somebody like a whole 10 milligram and been like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then more recently, I have run into the uh, the issue of some people like, like, you know, I get off work. I enjoy my weed. And like I had a friend, they're like, I'm taking a whole 10. And I was like, no, no, like, don't. And they were like, screw it. I don't care. <laughs> and then like 45 minutes later, they were like, just leave me alone. I need to take a nap. And I was like, God damn it. I told you. I told you, didn't I? Dude, Ted, what I loved is that year and a half where you were smoking coffee cones and always I would see someone go to like put it to their lips and you'd be like, hey, now, like you'd, you'd be like, hi, like or drinking, like having fun, whatever. And then the convo would get real serious and you'd like point out like, hey, now, man, hit that thing easy. That thing's for real. And I watched that play out probably 30 times over that year. And it like never ceased to make me laugh. Dude, just a, a tone of seriousness on your face that I had never seen before. Yeah, dude, I was at a Husky tailgate and had one of those. And again, <laughs> hanging out with a buddy. And you know me, we're walking from like one tailgate. <clears throat> we got to walk all the way around the other side of the stadium to get to the other tailgate. So on the way, I'm like, yo, let's, I'm like, yo, just be careful. These things are really strong. Ah, smoke all the time, blah, blah, blah. So we see maybe a maybe total a quarter, like half the first quarter, half the second quarter. And then we go to the zone to get a beer and he straight up ditches me. I mean, yeah, just like, we through traffic and he's gone. And I'm like, I hope he's all right. Like, I hope he's just going home or whatever. Uh, narrator voice. He was not OK. He makes it like oh, somehow gets in like an Uber or something, makes it back to his apartment, has lost his key. <laughs> like, Jesus. I mean, it's a debacle. <laughs> and he's like waiting out front and has to convince somebody in the building that he actually lives there. Cause I think it started raining. It just like, yeah, those, <laughs> and that's the thing too, man. It's like, I don't know. Uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that wrote all the books? Fear and Loathing. Hunter S. Oh, uh, Thompson. Thompson. Right. So he's a famous, notorious drug user, like any kind of drug you could get. And he always talks about edibles were the hardest to like dose out and this and that. I mean, I know people that go to festivals that will eat a lot of psychedelics, but you give them an edible and they're like, that was the worst, you know, Saturday night of my life. <laughs> yeah. Those things can be really, really strong. I, I feel like uh, the new edible for me is dabs. Like I don't do them very often. I never know what I'm getting into. And, you know, it's like clear the schedule for the next few hours just to be safe. If I'm even thinking about firing one of those things up. Yeah. yeah. I tried that for about like maybe a month. <laughs> it was just, it was too, number one, you're not really like, I don't know. It feels weird to smoke, never smoke the actual plant. But number yeah. two is like, 
I, I'd go out and I remember, I forget where I was, but I basically was just staring at somebody's food, like completely zoned out at a bar. And finally they were like, Hey man, do you want like a French fry or something? And I was like, what? Oh, I am so sorry. Like, Is this I your just, friend or another table? So we're sitting at a bar. So it's like two people <laughs> next to us. And he's talking. And I don't know how long I must have spent just staring at him. And look at them damn fries. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, I mean, that's all I was like, all right, I like smoking weed, but I'm with you like dabs. Uh, I'm like, not a dab guy. Turns out I'm not a dab guy. Plus, right. it looks like you're smoking crack cocaine. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. That that's not the best look. But right, if Matt, if it's me and you sitting around and we don't have anything to do the rest of a Saturday, like, all right, we'll fire one up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've only hit a dab rig once and it I was completely incapacitated. I was I remember I, I was on like a little semi business trip over to check out this weed store in Bellevue. We came back to try to go get some dinner and I was pinned in the passenger seat of this car and I could not stand up. I just stayed there. I couldn't talk. I was so uncomfortably high. Too much for me. It's not for the faint of heart. I'll say no. that. No, it's not. But yeah, the weed store guy should have been a little bit more like, hey, man, I eat two or three of these. You like, what are you? Yeah, you're 110 pounds. So maybe just smell it. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, we lost 12 hours to that. Oh. God. And I'm not I mean, gonna say it, but you both know who it was. Dude. Yeah, and I don't want to sit here and just tell stories, but yeah, I did it to <laughs> another friend of mine once. And this was like somebody had made me these. They were like, eat the whole thing. I was like, yeah. So me, him, and his girlfriend at the time go down to like the sculpture garden. And I mean, they are just they're gone. And finally, we're sitting on this bench, right? So I mean, I'm high, but I mean they're on another planet, and I just go. Like, are you guys fucking okay? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, are you sure that was just weed? I'm like, yes, I'm sure it was just weed. <laughs> I mean, like, the point, because this was like noon that we started this adventure. By like 6 or 7 p.m., I was like, hey, man, look, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's Saturday night at 7. Like, you know I have something going on. Like, <laughs> you guys got to go. Like, I'll call you an Uber or a cab. But, like, you got to get out of my house. <laughs> dude ted you remember you and i at that same park you're sitting there standing next to that couple and i and they're like they have their dog whatever i walk up and i try to join that conversation and i'm just like i kind of try to come in smooth but they didn't know that i knew you i was like hey what kind of dog is that and the guy just totally deadpan and looks at me he's like it's a great dane like, all right, like most obvious dog species there is. I'll show myself out. I just walked away and waited on a bench for you to finish for like 20 minutes. <laughs> that would, wouldn't have been as bad if it wasn't literally like Great Danes are pretty easy to spot. It's like, it's like, Matt, you're gonna have to be like, dude, it's a fucking Great Dane. Like, <laughs> it's a giant of a dog. This, I will say, that was the same night though. There was like a family trying to like these uh, Chinese, like, <laughs> floating lanterns for this for the kid's birthday or whatever so Cobb's being nice and helping them now i'm the i'm just kind of standing there watching them and they're like Cobb's talking to them they're like oh yeah it's a birthday or whatever and the dad looks up at me and just goes she's 18 so yo I, I, 
I didn't say a word. Dude, and that was as we're all intimately holding this lantern, like there's four sides to it, and there's four of us on this thing. Our faces are like a foot and a half apart. And he just barks Ted down. God, that was funny. <laughs> oh boy. Oh good. Good God. Uh all right. Uh the only other thing I was gonna do was brag about uh the Seahawks did play on Saturday. I got up early Saturday morning and was like, the Christmas tree comes down today. Wow. Yeah. I was like, there's no chance I was going to get it done later that day or the next day. When you know, you just know. I just took mine down just now. Like January 12th. We said it was right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, so what'd you do, Ted? Do you like throw it out by the sidewalk or what's the move? Oh yeah, if you just leave it out by the recycling until the thirty uh, first, until January thirty first, when they pick up recycling, they'll uh, they'll or trash, they'll grab it. How about you, Matt? Um, this was a uh, fake tree that we found on Christmas Eve for twenty bucks at the ninety nine cent store, which was super clutch because we were just down here, the two of us, for Christmas, and then but my parents were gonna come down, and so we wanted to like have some Christmas stuff up for them because we didn't get to do Christmas up there. So we like left it up when they came back on purpose and like did a few smaller gifts from down here and stuff. And uh, then we left it up because my brother was going to come out from L.A., but now he's not. So they're like, take it down. But 20 bucks for a fake tree the day before Christmas. Procrastination pays off sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, like, I always try to leave my stuff up till the 6th, the epiphany. So, like, if you didn't take it down last week, so I feel like if you move past this weekend and it's still up, then people are going to be like, yo, this dude's lazy. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's the epiphany? I feel like that's some religious thing I don't know about. Oh, yeah, it's when the Wiseman showed up. On the 6th of January? Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. See, dude, that's- every once in a while, Ted, I know you're not a religious man, but every once in a while, you just drop a little bit of that Catholic school on us. <laughs> just a little sprinkle. <laughs> right i'm pretty sure that's why you have the 12 days of christmas is in between those like christmas day and that dude i literally did not know that my entire life till right now i always thought the 12 so days, of, 12 christmas days christmas of christmas led up to christmas yeah. i had no idea what they meant i'm not positive about the 12 days but i am positive about the epiphany and that's when the wise men showed up but you're the one ted that told me jesus wasn't even born on the 25th of december right uh yeah, a lot of people would say not, because in that day and age, if you were going to have a census, it would have been in the spring, which okay. is why his family was in Bethlehem. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, this can go real deep, yeah. So the actual <laughs> epiphany is around 420. That's what I'm celebrating this year. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's one good holiday that hasn't been commercialized yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. We'll take another break, and then we'll come back and read some emails. All right. Well, let's send it over to Cobb, and uh, let's read some emails. All right. Uh, Gmail's fighting me. Hold on a second. I wish this this had worked out during the commercial break, but okay. All right. Cobb topic, favorite building. All the land, boys. All the oh, this, dude, uh, you know, I think for the first time in podcast history, Gmail might be failing us. 
Nope. Okay. We're back. First <laughs> off, I would describe the base of the Rainier tap. Usually it's me failing us. I just, this time I might be able to pass it off on Google. Uh, <laughs> First off, I would describe the base of the Rainier Tower as a perfectly regular office tower that sits on top of a funnel-shaped pedestal that is uncannily narrow at the bottom. My favorite building is the Everett Boeing Factory. For a long time, it was the world's largest building by volume. Some upstart Chinese mall stole that title, but we uh, may have gotten it back based on recent expansions. I've been working in and around this building for 10 years, and it still can be awe-inspiring. It's a factory that regular spit regularly spits out some of the world's largest and most complex machines, thousands of them. When Rona is wrapped up, I encourage you to take the public tour. <coughs> uh, sorry, boys. When it wraps uh, up, cheers. Huh? <laughs> August. Dude, that's a good uh, call. I should go up to Everett and take that tour. Dude, it's awesome. I took it like a year and a half ago. One cool thing about that building too, it's so large that they were getting their own uh, weather patterns inside. Like their own rain clouds were forming inside of it. So big. That is wild. Plus, I mean, shout out to Everett. They've done a good job, man. That city's come a long way since I've lived here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cheers. August, a.k.a. the hockey flow hair guy. P.S. Cobb, your impassioned reading of my email about a haircut from a busty young woman was perfect and exactly how I hoped you would read it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, crap. I was listening to the podcast at work. I got distracted and missed the Cobb topic. Redownloaded what I thought was the episode and got a really old one with the question of what is your favorite building? You don't have to read the previous email. Cheers. August. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> okay. Those were the two emails we had. No, no, no. We have another. We have another oh. Yeah. Dude, you know, August, look, man, I, I appreciate you right in. Here's the thing. Like, it's not even that that real of a segment, man. I just like hearing from people, seeing what listeners have to say. I don't know. It's always fun to just hear what's on people's minds. Which, speaking of, you know, we haven't heard of in a while, boys. Miami Jake. I hope Ooh. he's doing all right. I mean, Miami. He was probably at the national championship game last night, just doing his Miami thing. I mean, I would assume he's thriving. I know him yeah, to do too. nothing else. Dude, if he's still driving that white Lambo like I know he was, he'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, for the record, that game last night sucked. College football's got to figure out something. What was it? What was the situation? It was just Alabama and Ohio State again, and Alabama just absolutely rolled them. Like, Alabama's just so good, and then every year, like, I'm on the theory now of, like, you win a national title, you lose scholarships so that other programs can build up. I mean, at Alabama, you got – I mean, everybody on the bench is a five-star high school player. The same way with, like, uh, like the Bundesliga. Like, Bayern Munich has won it eight years in a row. Like, after a while, it's like you got to at least have a chance. Yeah, and Bundesliga – or, I mean, uh, Bayern Munich is, like, the whole German national team, practically. Yeah. Eight players. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, steamrolling Ohio State is not easy. The Buckeyes are nasty, but yeah, Alabama, dude, I don't know what it is. Ted, you're a big college football guy. Is it just like the program and they just stick to the fundamentals? Because I know that was like their whole thing. Or is there like, it's just they're getting the best people now or both or what? I think it's a combination of all three. Like you, you have probably the best college football coach ever, Nick Saban. You have a strong program that is based on fundamentals and gets everything done. And then on top of that, the last 
I don't know, five, seven years, you've had easily the best recruiting classes. So it's like at this point, like, I, I mean, I don't even know, because you're right, Ohio State has a great program, but it's just tough to compete. Like Clemson, you know, I thought Clemson might get there again, but they're, they kind of hang out there. But that's the other thing. It's the same four teams. Like I'd like to see it expand or somehow help these other schools, you know? Like I would have liked to see Cincinnati in there this year, like just to mix it up. Dude, and I've always said it's a school without a major sports franchise, without a major professional sports franchise in the town. You know, it's like all the money and boosters and funding go, goes to it. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's out of control. I mean, well, yeah, that's Happy New Year to the best damn podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Old dude Stan still stuck in Minneapolis positive thing to humanity men actually washing their hands after using the bathroom seriously as a guy that has worked in the food service business most of my life it has always bugged me quick hand washing story from early on in the pandemic uh, it was mid-march literally days before the serious lockdowns were about to start i was traveling uh, from seattle to minneapolis about 7 a.m at SeaTac on a monday after going through tsa i hit the restroom i shake the dew off my lily and turn around to hit the sinks most were actually being used at the hand sink, guy next to me and I meet eyes in the mirror and recognizing we are both the type of guys that have no problem having a little fun. I say very loudly to him, 20 seconds, wash them hands for 20 seconds. He says back that he's, uh, uh, he says back to be that's happy birth. Oh, he says back to me. That's happy birthday. Twice. The two of us bust into singing or yelling happy birthday. Many other men joined in too. We elbow bumped and head our ways. People in the concourse looked very confused about what was happening in the bathroom. At least one good laugh from 2020. Thank you again for bringing a little slice of the Pacific Northwest to me. Cheers, Stan. <laughs> and in his defense, if you ever had friends that worked in kitchens or, you know, for a long time, like they, they've always been washing their hands for 20 seconds. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, Norm, and he's right. I know a ton of people that never, if they pee, they would never wash their hands. Like, you know, like certain people, I'm like, oh, I kept an eye on that. You're not hand washing Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, boys. Uh, all right. Is that good for emails this week? We Gucci, baby. All right. Well, let's check in with what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Uh, before we get to what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Check out what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Uh, before we get to what's madness. Hey, guys. what's good? What's madness? Check out what's happening. Um, that hand washing story reminds me of uh, our buddy Josh and I in the bathroom of the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, and uh, we were having a hell of a day by that point. But we were washing our hands, and it was like, yeah, you got to do it for twenty seconds. I think we sing it slower because we were talking about Happy Birthday song once. Now everybody's talking about twice, and I think the tempo varies from person to person. But you know, it was the same thing of like, you know, you sing the Happy Birthday song, and then we just like, without meaning to do it, we both just started humming it and like washed our hands. But yeah, it felt like you know, I I thought that was just a fun moment on a great day in my life that like always makes me excited to wash my hands to the happy birthday song. Cause it brings me back to the Van Gogh museum um, and being very high checking out all that art. Um, so yeah, that's just a fun aside. Um, as for this week, uh, 
man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been more of the same down here, just trying to get my workouts in work on my golf game and, you know, uh, having a lot of fun with the ability to work here, man. Like I love what I do. I love training people over zoom and, you know, so it's like <clears throat> kind of, it's just fun to be able to do other stuff during the day and still work. Right. Like I go over and work on my putting and then it's like, all right, I'll, now I'm still working. Every other time I've been down here, I've been like on vacation and there's a bunch of work waiting when I get back, you know, and now it's like, no, nah, I can, you know, do both. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Been working on this nutrition made fun course a lot. I had a big like had writer's block for a while there on carbs and fats. And then I just like hit a breakthrough. So should be out in the next like month or so. And I'm really pumped about that. Um right. And yeah, I mean, Ted, you know, all the, all the content in there, it's all the stuff we worked on just like a lot of swearing and like me having a lot of fun and just taking shots of jokes along the way and videos and writing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's been, that's been a lot of fun and yeah, I mean, mostly just, just working golfing and I do, Okay. I'll make this quick. I had a new, I had an old client call me about training online. Um, or just about like, Hey, I need your help. I don't know what to do. And I was like, you're in luck. I'm training online. And this guy was one of my favorite clients of all time. And this is why he told me this story about how earlier this year he was trying to fly somewhere. And at TSA, at the TSA checkpoint, they like, stopped him or hassled him in some way. And he didn't appreciate the way he was being spoken to. So he went off on the TSA agent and uh, was like, you can't tell me what to do. If I wanted to, I could get a bomb on that fucking plane. And oh, my God. <laughs> what? I was like, what? what? dude?" <laughs> this is the quote he goes. So anyways, I'm on the no fly list. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I love that, dude. How old is he? He's in his 60s. He's, yeah, he's past the point of giving uh, any fucks. And I mean, I just respect it. He would, uh, he would tell me, like, no, I'm not going to do that exercise. Like, and just refuse. And training him was always like this thing, but like, we work pretty well together. <laughs> but he's, he can be a little, little pushy, a little feisty. And, uh, you know, you got to know how to roll with it. And I'm not sure the TSA agent did, they, their energies didn't vibe the way mine and his do. But. <laughs> their energies didn't vibe. I think that's putting it lightly. <laughs> So that was a fun, oh fun God. moment for the week. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, do me a favor. Send some of that sunshine up north. I'm working on it, man. <laughs> doing everything well, I can. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Boop, doop, doop, boop, boop. Topic. Uh, topic. All right, boys. I have a quick question for you. Would you like to talk dating or drinking? Because that's going to determine the cop topic this week. Matt, you call it. Oh, man. I got a lot of stories with both of those things. Let's go drinking. Okay. Drinking, you know, obviously last year was uh, 
well, a bit of a dumpster fire for a lot of people. If you were a bartender and you were making a drink called the 2020, what would be in it? What would you call it and why? Feel free to email us, literally the word email at thepodcast.com with two E's um, or hit Matt up on Twitter. If you were making a 2020, the cocktail, what would be in it and why? God, that's a good question. I feel like there's so many ways I could go with this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, you guys ever had a trash can? No. Nope. So I don't know anywhere else in the country that serves them, but they're big in Tacoma. Huh. And it's it's like a drink. It's got a bunch of liquors and liqueurs. It's like a weird color, like blue. And then it's got just a Red Bull sticking out of it. So like as you drink it, like more Red Bulls going into it. So oh, thinking, that sounds awesome. For my 2020 drink, it has to be something like that. Like, oh man, almost like a like a uh, Long Island iced tea in a big cup, and then. We're going to throw in some veggies. Like we got some shit sticking out of it. And then we're going to pour on a little bit of 151 and light it on fire. Cause it was a dumpster fire. Wow. <laughs> nice dude. That's pretty good. <laughs> I feel oh, yeah. And it'll fuck you up. It's gonna fuck, you're going to survive, but it's going to fuck you up. <laughs> I feel like Ted just like sent out a beacon for his dream girl. Like you guys know about trash cans. They're huge in Tacoma. <laughs> She's out there. Dude, like, I was thinking the same thing. I do. I love them. Like <laughs> he just wrote his own Tinder profile, dude. It's like, if you know what a trash can is, give your boy a like <laughs> swipe, right? Bitch. Let's do this. <laughs> You are right there. You know, I was thinking um, like Everclear and like some sort of soda or juice or multiples with like lots of sugar because it's like it's going to kick your ass. Um, You know, it's it's not going to be entirely pleasant and uh, or pleasant at all. I, I mean, I don't know if you can fix Everclear, um, but like, you know, just just more of the theme of like, if you make it through it, you're going to be stronger on the other side. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Mine's just all kind of crazy stuff that you don't expect, like Sambuca, Goslings. What's that mint stuff? Rumple mints. Ooh, like maybe a pineapple stuck in there. Like it's just going to be. It's going to be one layer after another because we really did have so many different like events. So mine's like one of those layered drinks that you drink your way through each layer. It's not mixed up. It's not like shaken or anything, you know, and you just work your way through. And, but the thing is for me, the top layer, the layer you hit first is sweet. You're like, oh, it's a new year. Like, all right, there was no, you know, fireworks at the needle, but you know, it's going to be all right. And then boom, you get hit with 151. Boom, Sambuca layer. Boom, just straight gin. Like boom, tequila cheap from the you know, bottom shelf, and it just it doesn't stop. And right at the end, it gets you with like some sriracha as the last thing. It's like, whew. dude, I like it. That's a good call too, man. Because you're right. There was 2020 had so many weird layers and just stuff you weren't expecting. 
Yeah, and it just kept changing it up on you. Like it was never like a smooth transition. It's like, oh, whoa, now this is happening. Yeah, it's got to be a bottle of drink. It felt like the year would never end. I feel like this drink needs to. You need to refill it like instantly. Yeah, you can have as many as you want, but we only recommend one. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, boys. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. There's another uh, the home episode. Uh, we'll be back next week, and then no, 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 it's not much going on. I will say this to everybody in Seattle: Look, Seahawks are out, but it was a fun season, and especially with all the COVID, that was the most fun I had watching Seahawks ever. So definitely, shout You're out lucky to, to them. get a season. <laughs> yeah, right. So we'll be back uh, next week uh, for MCTP for Cobb and Me Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.